0: In Deuteronomy chapter 20, God sets forth the rules of war for the people of the children of Israel to follow as they went in to possess the land which God gave to them. God said in chapter 20, Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 1, When thou goest out to battle against thine enemies and seeth horses and chariots, and a people more than thou. Be not afraid of them, for the Lord thy God is with thee, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. It's the same thing for us today. When we face something that we dread, God is with us. He brought us out of the world and put us into the church and gave us his Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us and teach us. He is with us wherever we go. If God be for us, who can be against us, says Paul in Romans chapter 8. The battles of the Old Testament were different from the battles of the New Testament. But all of the things in the Old Testament were written as examples for us to warn us and to admonish us in the ways of God. In the New Testament, our battles are explained by the Apostle Paul. Second Corinthians chapter 10 Start at verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. We are told in Ephesians chapter 6 that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's not those human beings who are our enemies. It's spiritual wickedness in high places. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. 1 John 4, verse 4. We have a power of God in us, and we must understand that God is with us and gives us the power to overcome all things. So when we run into an obstacle, whether it be a person or a type of problem, Our hope is in God, and we set our hope in God. Please show me how to handle this. It's as simple as that. Please help me. Please show me how to do this. Deuteronomy 20, verse 4, For the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. Ephesians chapter 6, finally my brethren, be strong in the Lord, not in yourself, not in your own thinking, your own wisdom, your own plan, what you're going to say, what you plan to do, how you're going to attack the problem, or how you're going to deal with the person that's causing you a problem. Discard all of that and be strong in the Lord. God, what do you want me to do? And in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's devils causing the problem. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore. One time I had a problem as a new Christian, and A professor from Dallas Seminary told me, just put on the Lord Jesus. And I said, fine, how do I do that? He couldn't tell me how to do that. Later, God taught me how to do that. We put on Jesus Christ anytime that God shows us a scripture to do, and we do that scripture We dress in the garment of salvation. Every time we do a scripture authored by God, when he shows us to do that scripture and we do it, we are recreated into the image of Jesus. For the word of God is Jesus. So to put on the whole armor of God, We'll look at the parts of the things to do. It's spelled out for us right here in Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 14, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. What is truth? Once it says in the Bible, thy word is truth. So we take the scriptures on the matter and surround ourselves by this subject, whatever the subject is of the problem. Having our loins girt about with truth. Having on the breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness simply means God has shown us how to do something, and we do it, and therefore, our righteousness is of God, not of ourselves. It's just a matter of turning to God in prayer and asking Him, what do you want me to do about this? And then waiting until He shows you and then doing that. And have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Because faith is a shield. The devil throws darts to our mind, and we have the shield of faith that caused those darts to bounce off of us. Faith that God is with us. Faith that God will never leave us nor forsake us. Such scriptures as that. Faith that my God will supply all my need. Faith. That he will give us wisdom when we ask him for wisdom. James 1.5 See, all of these scriptures are the rocks of our faith. For without the word of God, you cannot have faith. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. What I do in the problem is I just say, oh God, help me with this. Please help me. Show me what to do. And then if he calls a scripture to my mind, which he often does, I know that's the scripture I need to use to stand against the wiles of the devil in the situation that I'm currently fighting. And take the helmet of salvation And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So the parts of the armor of God that we dress ourselves in are truth, truth of God. We dress ourselves in righteousness in that our righteousness has been given us by God and it's not of ourselves. Peace, seeking peace, pursuing peace and this does not mean that we approve sin. We don't approve sin. We do work to live in peace by doing the word of God. But we do not approve sins. We do not support the people who are doing sins against the Bible. The people, the drunkards. We don't support drunkards. That's a sin against God. We don't support fornicators. Fornication is a sin different from all other sins because it is a sin against your own body. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6. He says, flee fornication. For it's a sin unlike every other sin, it is a sin against your own body. We don't support any of these sins. If someone asks us what we think about homosexuals, we read Romans chapter 1, verse 26 to them. Let's stop and read that. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense which was meet, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Romans chapter 1 verses 26 through 28. That's what the Bible says about lesbians and homosexuals. Therefore, we conform our thinking to the Bible. This tells us what God thinks about it. One time I shared this with my cleaning woman who had asked me what I thought about homosexuals, and I just read the scripture to her. And she said, but, but what about those on television that say that they were always homosexual, that they were born homosexual? I didn't have an answer for her. But God gave me one a few days later, and then I gave it to her. Mark chapter 10. Jesus says, and that's in verse 6. From the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. And it says over here in Romans 1, God turned them over to vile affections but from the beginning of creation God made them male and female and this is the answer concerning that those who say they were just born that way no they weren't born that way in the beginning they were born male and female but you don't want to argue with these people any of them you're presenting information I wasn't in any way arguing with my cleaning woman I was presenting her an answer to the question she asked me. So if someone says, what do you think about homosexuals and lesbians? Then it's your responsibility as a Christian, give them Romans chapter 1. And don't just say Romans chapter 1, read it. Read it to them. God turned them over to vile affections. This is what God thinks about it. But we work to live in peace but that doesn't mean we support sin in order to have peace we just simply say what the Holy Spirit gives us to say and then walk away one time I was playing golf with two women a church of Christ member and a Methodist the Methodist woman began to speak about people who judge other people. And she just continued speaking about this. And in a minute, the Holy Spirit rose up in me, and I spoke to her and to the other woman the following, what I was given by the Holy Spirit. If you judge that someone's judging, aren't you judging? And she went, oh. It was just like she was filled with hot air and a pen had punctured her. Well, we went on and played the game in peace, and a few days after that, a very interesting thing happened. Her husband, I knew him very well too, but her husband was the golf pro at the uh, club. I took lessons from him, golf lessons. He called me, and he said, I want to tell you something. Vanita has cancer. I said, Vanita? That's the woman who talked about judging other people. And I, he said, yes. And he said, we are only telling this to a few people, and you are one of the ones we want to tell this to. See, she recognized I was of God. They will recognize that you're of God when you speak things of God, when you tell them what the Holy Spirit is telling you or when you share a scripture with them. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 16, Above all taking the shield of faith. Our faith is in the word of God, given to us by the Holy Spirit. Above all taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. In 2021, I was 83 years old and I was bombarded with negative thoughts. What will you do if you can't walk? If you get to where you can't walk, you can't live here. What will you do? What will you do if this happens? What will you do if that happens? And I cried out, God, help me. And I heard, my God will supply all your need. And I said, That's right. God will supply all my need. That's what I'll do. Well, the fiery darts of the wicked stopped. So we turn to God and he gives us what we need in order to fight in that battle that's going on at that moment. Verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. So we dress with these pieces of armor of God that are listed here. Truth, the breastplate of righteousness, peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, and prayer. And we live on this earth after we're born again with the understanding that this present life is not our kingdom. This world is not our kingdom. These things we, we see with our natural eyes will all be destroyed by God at the end. The word of the Lord is the only thing that endures. We invest, therefore, in what God says. There was a Catholic woman who used to come visit me, and she was just filled with worldly sayings, and she would present one of her worldly sayings to me, and I would listen to her, and then I would think about it, and I would say, Now, what you have just said is not in the Bible. I want to build my house on the word that is in the Bible. And what you've just told me is not in the Bible. There was a time when I was a new Christian and I had a friend who was 10 years younger than I and he had become a Christian about six months before I did. And after I became a Christian, we were talking about something and we began to try to look for it in the Bible To see where it is in the Bible. And what we were looking for is the statement that all men are created equal. We could not find that in the Bible. At that time I owned a small business and my bookkeeper's husband was a professor at Dallas Theological Seminary. So we went to Walt and said we can't find this in the Bible where is this in the Bible that all men are created equal? And he said, that's not in the Bible. We were just shocked. Seems to me like I've heard that all my life. Well, I want to build my life on truth. And truth is in the Bible. Truth is the word of God. And truth is the word that God brings us on the various problems that occur in this life. and we build our life on that. So we're totally different from the world after we're born again. And there are a great many truths that we learn to live by. At one point, I was working on living by Philippians chapter 2 verses five through eight. Let this mind be in you, says Paul, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. When you start thinking about how often you try to make yourself of some kind of high reputation or good reputation or make yourself look good in the eyes of other humans, How many times you withhold the truth to look good in the eyes of humans? Or how many times you have to dress well to look good in the eyes of humans? And your focus is on that. Well, I spent several months trying to do this scripture. Philippians chapter 2 verses 5 through 8. Who made himself of no reputation. It will change the way you speak and what you do. The ways of the world are opposite from the ways of God. They are based on our own flesh and the desires of the flesh. I once played duplicate bridge. And as I had experience in this subject, I would think, I just can't see Jesus or Paul sitting here trying to beat these people at bridge. I asked God to get me out of it, and he did. Our goal is not to beat the person, but to help the person. And our goal is not to outdo the person, but to just do what God shows us to do. Our goal is to live in peace and keep our mind focused on things above because we know everything we can see with our natural eyes is going to be destroyed. Investing in something like that is a really futile investment. Colossians chapter 3 If ye then be risen with Christ seek those things which are above. What's that? Well, One thing would be, God, what do you want me to do about this? Pleasing God. Set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. They can't see your life. You don't look like them. You're not having fun like they are. You're not going to the bars and getting drunk. You're not doing the things you once did. And you look dead to them. But your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye appear with him in glory. The only thing important for us is what does God want us to do, and we pursue that as Christians. How do you become covetous? God opened my eyes to see that. If you sit around comparing yourself to other people, and they seem to be a little better than you are in whatever it is you're doing, you'll likely be covetous. And that is unwise to do that. Paul tells us that they who compare themselves to one another are unwise. And we are unwise if we get to comparing ourselves to other people. Instead, let's turn to God. Please help me. Help me to see how, what kind of apparel I should wear. Help me to see how to dress. Help me to see what you want me to be. In all things, thy will be done. Show me what to do. That's the main thing. Pleasing God, serving God, instead of serving ourselves or trying to outdo other people. One time my cleaning lady came to me and she said, Don't you ever feel you have to keep up with the Joneses? And I said, What did you just ask? And she said, Don't you ever feel you have to keep up with the Joneses? I was driving a 25-year-old car at the time. And I thought about it and I said, no, I don't think I do. God had worked considerably with many points of Bible and still does. And one of the ones so important is just keeping that flesh under control by turning to God and asking him what he wants. What do you want me to look like? What do you want me to be? What do you want me to do? In Joshua chapter 1, Joshua was being set forth by God to lead the people. And God said, Have not I commanded thee? And that's what we ought to ask ourselves Is it God who told me to do this thing? Is it God who told me? to do this if so we can go forward with great faith but if it's our own idea we're in trouble joshua chapter 1 verse 9 god said have not i commanded thee this is all that matters is it god who told me to do this and then god says Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. If it's God who told us to do this thing and we did it, we will suffer persecution for the word's sake. There will be people rebel against what we've said. Jesus said, they that be your foes will be they of your own household. Your own church members will rise up against you, if you do what God says. But God is with you. And the only thing for us to answer is, is it God who told me to do this? And if that's the case, nothing else matters.